Hello and welcome to the 108 podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Raquel. And we are the Type 1 Together Girls. We are stripping down life with type 1 diabetes from two people who live different versions of it every single day. Please remember Type 1 Together does not give medical advice. We are only sharing from personal experience. And today we are very excited to have a special guest on. Jenny, welcome to the show. Hi, Jenny. Hi, I'm excited to be here. So happy to have you. Jenny is a mom of a type one, and she'll share a lot more about that shortly. Uh, But we're really excited to talk with her about the Medtronic Mini Med 780G system a little bit more specifically. It's a pump that is newer on the market. It has some really, really cool features. And Amanda and I have gotten to know more about this pump lately, but we want to hear more from someone who's actually using it day to day. So before we dive into all of that, Jenny, can you tell us a little bit more about you and your family and when your son was diagnosed? Absolutely. Um, my son's name is Jacob and he wa- he's currently 10 years old. Jacob was diagnosed when he was almost three years old. Um, it was, I'm sure it is to every family, just a huge shock. Um, not something that we ever expected. Um, and so we've really just, you know, he's had diabetes now for seven and a half years, which is really unbelievable to me. It's gone by surprisingly in the blink of an eye. Um, but man, it has been a journey. Um, even in the seven and a half years that we've you know, worked with um, Jacob on diabetes. I've just seen such an amazing change in the technology technology that's available. The way that we work with diabetes has just changed so much. And so, you know, I approach diabetes now today as much as I can with a hopeful um, Mm -hmm. feeling. It's never easy, that's for sure. Um, But I definitely think that we're lucky to live in the current you know, generation and situation that we do with diabetes management, because I'm sure, Raquel, you can speak to it so much (laughs) about what a journey it has been with the technology changes and the way we manage diabetes. So happy to be here and hope I can help other people get to know the Minimed 780G. Absolutely. Yes, it's crazy to see how much the technology has evolved. And um, I was on the Medtronic pump years ago, and I remember Mm -hmm it was the first closed loop system that came out and like finding out that that was a thing was just such a big deal. I actually was a dance major in college. I remember sitting in a circle in the beginning of class and we were all kind of like going around sharing something that we were excited about. And I was like, I'm getting on a closed loop system. Like how is this a reality? And it was so exciting just sharing that with all my non-type one friends. They were like, wow, that's so cool. And I do think it's kind of the best time to get diagnosed. Hopefully it'll be even better in the future. It's never a good time, but yeah, it's, it's come a long way. So we are very excited to have you. Um, how has your journey with type one evolved over the last several years and have certain ages been harder than others? Hmm. That's a good question. I would say, you know, every year with Jacob's diabetes has been a little bit different as he grows and matures and can take on more responsibility. And as of course the technology improves, it makes life easier. Truly, truly, truly. Um, As far as sort of our journey with diabetes, you know, we started off on injections and finger sticks around the clock, and it was so hard. I was um, 10 months pregnant, actually, Um, like literally right at the 
point where I was about to have a baby when Jacob was diagnosed. So I was running around the house, like chasing a toddler while I was pregnant. So that was not fun or easy. And then we had a newborn and I, um, I think at around six weeks post-diagnosis, I emailed our endocrinologist and I was like, look, we got to get out a pump. Um, this is impossible. Like I cannot physically do this anymore. And it, and Jacob was not handling the injections well. So we did get on the pump. Um, that pump isn't even around anymore. It's funny to think about that. Um, that helped our lives a lot. We got onto a CGM as well. Um, and then we kind of, you know, worked with that pump and CGM system until that hybrid closed loop system came out that you mentioned Raquel. Um, and fortunately Jacob was invited to be part of the clinical trial for the 670G from Medtronic. And I'm not even kidding. Um, that was like a life-changing experience for us. I used to wake up like multiple times at night, either because he was low or he was high or I was chasing a high and then treating a low. And it was just, it was exhausting. I had little kids and I was just trying to be the best mom and best professional I could be at work. And I felt like I was almost living a life of an impossible battle, truly. Um, so when that 670G came out in the clinical trial for the youngest age group, Jacob qualified and was invited to participate. And it was, I would say, truly like a lifesaver for that's me. So, that's um, that so was awesome. when For me as a mom, like life started to change with diabetes where I felt like, okay, I can do this. Um, I don't love it. Um, surely would never have asked for it, but it felt like I could live again. Yes. Yes. I had a very similar experience after getting on a pump. It took us six months though. So did, did you guys get on like right after that six week appointment when you said, look, I want a pump? Were they like really good for you? We did, but we had to pay for that pump out of pocket. Wow. That was how desperate I was. It was like, let's dip into our savings and make our lives easier because we couldn't handle it anymore. I mean, like this was a kid, I'm sure with every child that there's some degree of trauma involved with a diagnosis, just, you know, hospital stay or IVs. And then suddenly their lives are having to be getting stuck in the finger all the time. And Jacob was not pleased about lots of needles. So, you know, that was a choice that we made as a family financially. And that was how we did it. We got that pump, but we paid a lot for it. Oh my goodness. Um, Okay. So I have another question. Has a certain age been harder than others? Because for me and my girl, I will say that two-year-old year was the absolute hardest. Yes. It's so hard at that age because you cannot explain and you cannot rationalize. Um, It's hard to even bribe at that age too. Um, That was a hard age for us as well. That initial like first year with diabetes was begging, pleading, chasing. Uh, Yeah. Lots, lots of hard that first year. I would say, you know, the toddler years were hard especially with getting Jacob back into preschool after his diagnosis. Most preschools don't have nurse, you know, staffed. And so that was a tremendous uh, leap for our family was making sure that he could still go to school. 
um, and be safe there as well. So I would say that was a hard age. And for a long time, just, you know, with Jacob as well, with, like I mentioned, the trauma after diagnosis and being in the hospital and all of that, it was hard to get the CGM inserted. It was hard to get pump sites put in. There were lots of bribes in our house. I was, we had plastic toys galore that we bribed with, but those first few years with toddlers, diabetes was really hard. I promise you it does get easier. I don't know how old your daughter is right now. Tell me. She is four. And four. it's okay. Yeah, we're good right now. Um, yeah, good. I will Thank say God. she does no, her no, yeah, no. she does her own like Dexcom changes. Wow. A lot. Is it a pod change day? This one's sort of getting itchy. Like good. she practices filling her pods. She's yeah. We so good. We, we push through it, but she was diagnosed basically right after she turned two and that entire first year was, um, yeah, essentially exactly, exactly what you described. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So, okay. So how long has your son been on the Medtronic Minimed 780G system? Mm-hmm. So Jacob transitioned into a couple of different clinical trials with Medtronic. Honestly, he just kind of like aged out of the first trial that we were in. We went into the 770G, which was sort of the second generation of this pump. And right as um, that one got approved, they transitioned into doing testing for the 780G. Um, so that was that's the um, pump that he's on now. And he was in the trial for, gosh, I think about a year and a half or two years. And then when the commercial system was approved, this spring, he started on it in probably like mid-summer, but overall, we've been on this pump for now about two years in both kind of the combination of the clinical trial that he participated in for it and then um, the commercial system that we now have. Amazing. So what are your favorite features about the pump and how has it made life with diabetes easier? First off, I will say this uh, new sensor, the G4 that is with the 780G system is incredible. It is super, 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 super accurate, um, like right off the gate, which I know isn't always the case with CGMs. You know, sometimes they need those first 12 to 24 hours yep. to gain their accuracy. But this yep. one I have noticed if for some reason I do do a finger stick, it's almost spot on with the sensor. So love the sensor. Um, it's accurate and it lasts for the full seven days, which is nice for us. You know, obviously financially, it's always hurts your heart when you have to take one off earlier, you lose it. Um, but this one is great. The pump does auto corrections, um, every five minutes, which is also really amazing. Um, you know, it really feels like a set it and forget it for us almost, we bolus for meals. And then to be honest with you, I don't really think about blood sugar very often now throughout the day. That is wow. incredible. Yeah. it's That's the goal. <laughs> it really yeah. is. I f- trust the system a lot. Um, it does what it needs to do to keep Jacob within a pretty tight range. Um, and so it's just, it feels like it has alleviated a tremendous diabetes burden. There's no more finger sticks. We don't have to calibrate this system at all. It doesn't do little beeps and dings throughout the day that are annoying. It just does what it needs to do. And he lives his life. And so do I. Oh my gosh. Um, 
So it's, you know, it's again, like hope renewing that we're working and getting to a place where diabetes really is sort of an, an afterthought. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit to how that every five minute correction bolus contributes to keeping him in range and how often are you seeing highs? How often do you have to treat lows? Um, you know, things of that nature. So it's auto-correcting basal in the background. It's doing that. Um, but in addition, every five minutes, um, it does do a correction as needed. What's cool about this pump is that there are three different blood glucose targets. You can have it set to 100, 110, or 120. You can even do 150 as needed for exercise as well. But the three sort of more permanent um, BG targets are those 100, 110, and 120. So the pump is working to target those blood sugars. It measures insulin on board, both from basal insulin as well as correction insulin. So it really knows what he needs. Um, There are, are different, you know, program settings that help to make the algorithm work correctly. As far as highs and lows, I would say we almost never have lows anymore. Um, unless Jacob, you know, takes a big bolus of insulin, eats half his meal and then goes out and yes. jumps on the trampoline, yes. you know, he's still a kid and yes. kids <laughs> do, do kid things when they have lots of insulin on board. I would say that would be just about the only time that we have lows. I would say almost never truly do I think that the pump has caused a low. As far as the auto corrections or the basal goes, it, once you get those settings tuned in to where they need to be, lows are pretty negligible. Um, as far as highs go, the only time we really see like highs that aren't going away would be either with illness, you know, when he's super insulin resistant, or in the first half of the night. That Ugh. high. Uh, it still happens at 10 years old. I'm this sorry like- to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think it gets better at puberty, but then you're dealing with a whole gamut of other different this crazy things. This is my biggest gripe with it's diabetes. It's so hard. It is so annoying. She just sat last night between 175 and 200 for three and a half hours. Yeah, and it's I really frustrating. And and bowls. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. It's, I had that on Sunday into Monday night. I was like, is this thing on? Is it water going through? Like, you know, you have those moments where it is frustrating because it's not, you know, changing the blood sugar. But I would say to speak to, speak to highs with this system, really, it's when he's very insulin resistant. Yes. Sick, yes. first half of the night, those are hard. But overall, you know, his percentage time and range, which as both of you probably know, has been our big shift for diabetes management and care um, is really where we need it to be. So That's I amazing. try to really look at the big picture. You know, where is he at time and range for 24 hours? Not like, you know, as the mom, you see every single minute of every single day. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that big big picture sort of viewpoint helps me to have reasonable expectations. Yeah. And just being able to sleep through the night and not worry about lows at least is everything. I mean, it really was the hardest thing growing up. And so this pump is actually, it has the lowest target on the market right now. No other Mm -hmm. pump has the 100 target. And that is 
incredible because I feel my best when I'm around 100, you know, and that's mm-hmm. where I want to be. So uh, it can be a lot more aggressive with that target. It definitely I can, can. It's kind of, um, you know, really giving people the option of not having to run high just because there isn't a better choice. Yes. That mm-hmm. 100 is normal for most people. You know, if you monitor someone who doesn't have diabetes, they're often right around that point. And so that has been, you know, big, big change and big benefit with this pump as well. Okay. So what do site changes look like for you and your son? Are you still involved? Does he kind of take that on at this point? No, Jacob doesn't take it on himself yet. He still wears his infusion set on his behind. He'll be so mad when he hears this and <laughs> he hears me talking about this. Um, but we do infusion set changes every two days just with the type of infusion set that he's on. That's what they recommend. Um, he uses one of the infusion sets that actually has a steel cannula. Um, and so it's sort of just one that you sort of have to poke into the skin. Mm-hmm. Gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit even still after all this time. But, you know, Jacob handles it super well. Like I said, he doesn't do it himself yet. And we're probably honestly a few years off from that just because of, you know, it's hard to do that to yourself. Oh, yeah. What's cool about the Medtronic system, though, is they do offer a variety of different types of infusion sets. You can do a steel cannula. There's different ones that have an inserter. Um, Even with this new 780G system, they also introduced a seven-day wear um, infusion set, which I think is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't tried that yet, um, but I'd love to, you know, give it a try. But right now we, we've stuck with that steel cannula for years and years and years because we weren't having the best of luck with some of the more Teflon products that go in or get inserted either even 90 degrees or 45. They have different mm-hmm. options. I love how those in, have an inserter. For me, that takes away the like heebie-jeebie aspect <laughs> of it. Um, but we just were not having good luck with those. So that was why we switched over to that um, steel cannula. And we've had a lot of luck with it. Jacob does not complain about it hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, sometimes with diabetes management, when you find something that works, yeah, you stick with you stick it. Stick with it. Like, that worked. That worked. The seven-day infusion set site, like my brain as a type one toddler mom right now oh is just like ding 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 if you match up when you put the sensor on with when you're changing your site that is one day two pokes in one day and if all goes well like if your kid doesn't accidentally rip it off or whatever that's 7 days of no pokes and just living mm-hmm. their lives like what a cool feature yeah, I think that's the goal, you know, like yeah, get it done, put it in the back of your mind. Yeah. Is it always possible? Definitely not. But that's where I think we're headed, hopefully, as much as we can with diabetes management is just to make it more of an afterthought. So I think I agree. I think it's an amazing option. Mm-hmm. I like how yeah. there are so many options with mm-hmm. this pump and just in general, like throughout my childhood with type one to now being an adult, mm-hmm. I've my body's changed a lot and I've changed pumps and I've changed from steel cannulas to plastic to back to steel, like all the things. And I just think it's good to be open-minded. I used to be really resistant to change, but now I'm realizing like you have to be flexible and see what works best for you at that time. Cause things are, especially when you're a kid, things are changing all the time. 
Yes. yes. And that's something, you know, I'm working with Jacob with as much as possible when it comes to his diabetes management. He can be a little bit rigid. Um, no, I like this infusion set. I like this pump. I like this pump belt. Um, and so I hope, you know, as he gets older and starts to realize the benefits of different technologies or infusion sets or whatever, that he'll flex with us a little bit. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So what about at school? That's a big one. A lot of questions in that area from our community lately. How are you communicating with him at school? Is this pump really helping take the load off so that it kind of just does its thing? How are you working mm-hmm. with that? Good question. School. What a journey for parents with type one. That is probably one of the hardest parts is sending your kid out of your house and out of your control. Um, Jacob attends a public school. Um, the school where he started in kindergarten didn't actually have a nurse on staff. They had adjunct nurses and there were just people sort of that were delegated to do his diabetes management. Um, as soon as he got on the Medtronic systems, uh, that truthfully made school management that much easier. Now he's in a different school, also a public school, but there is, thank goodness gracious, bless this woman, um, a nurse, an actual RN on staff every single day just brings me comfort. You know, there's something about having a medical professional in the building that really brings me a lot of just relief as a mom. But I know that that's not available in all schools. So, you know, to be honest with you, I do follow him through the Medtronic CareLink app on my phone. It's always beside me. It sends alerts to my watch. It sends text messages to my phone throughout the day as needed. If his pump you know, is alarming with a high or low, I know it. So it brings me a lot of comfort just to have, you know, just that additional layer of safety that I know that if something's going on, that I know about it. I don't like to be blinded. Some people have different preferences with diabetes management when their kid is at school. They want that to be the nurse's job or whatever. I'm not that way. I like to see what's going on. Um, the nurse also follows Jacob on in, um, iPad that the district provided to her, which is amazing. She really likes to do it. I know not all nurses are allowed to follow kids Mm -hmm. or want to follow kids, but she does. Um, And she likes that. She manages, I think there are 700 children in the school. So that's a big load to have. And so I think it also brings her comfort to be able to watch Jacob's BGs throughout the day. I will say that she said to me a couple weeks ago, actually, that of She's been in school nursing for 20 years. Of all of the kiddos with type one um, that she's had over her career, that Jacob is the most controlled kid with diabetes that she's had. So as much as I'd like to take credit for that, I really give the credit to the Medtronic 780G system. It does it. Like I said earlier, really, it's like a set it and forget it. She is not intervening very often throughout the day. I think, you know, they started school mid-August. I think he's had one low at school, and that was after recess. Um, She does not treat highs throughout the day ever. Because she doesn't Um, have to or because? Because she doesn't have to. Not because I don't want her to, but because the pump is doing it. Um, So as Jacob is getting older and, you know, going grade by grade, our goal with working with him um, at school is to sort of shift the work towards him a little bit more from a diabetes management perspective. So what we did um, this year, he's in fourth grade, we're having him bolus in the classroom. Mm -hmm. 
for his um, snack that they have kind of mid-morning. And he's real good. I label the um, uh, snack that I send with his carb count. He remembers, thankfully, every day to do that when it's time for snack. And then he does go to the nurse right before lunch so she can watch him bolus for his lunch. Um, And really, as a mom, my goal is to keep him out of that nurse's office. Mm -hmm. And it always has been. It's not always been easy now, much more so, but um, I don't want him to miss class time. Mm -hmm. As far as advice would go for any parent with a kid in school, advocate, 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 advocate. Mm -hmm. There have been so many times you know, in the past with Jacob in school, whether it was preschool or elementary school, that I've had to say, record scratch, no, this is not what we're going to do. Jacob has the right to have the same level of education as all the other students in this school. Um, He's not going to spend a lot of time in the nurse's office. What can we do to alleviate that throughout the day? I see he's having a, you know, X, Y, or Z low happening throughout the day. Here's what we need to do to prevent that from happening. Um, It's not always fun to be in that position as a parent. You know, I think we always want to be liked. Uh, Have I always been throughout the years? Probably not. Um, But in the end, it's Jacob's health that I'm fighting for and his education and equality, truly. Um, and so that's something that really has been a huge part of our journey is having him in school, knowing that he's not only safe there, but he's enjoying the same educational rights as all of the other kids that For are there sure. as well. I'm really taking away from that, like the the fact that he really only needs to go into the nurse nurse's office once to yeah. just for her to watch him dose her for lunch. I, yeah. Or, or or, yeah, for her to watch him bowls himself for lunch. So he yes. Um, does he leave when the class is dismissed? Because really good we, you know, we had a guest a couple weeks back, and he was talking about, you know, when he was a child, the emotional and social consequences of being the kid that gets dismissed early from class every single day. So does. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's a what big that thing. Like? I never thought about that. He um, does not leave class early. Fortunately, he's typically in a pretty good pre-meal range to just have insulin and then go right into the cafeteria to eat. We're on just regular rapid-acting insulin humalog. Um, so I don't honestly find a huge problem with it because again, I know I sound like a broken record, but that pump is doing the work in the background to get him to that target number. So it's so hard. You know, if you start a meal at 200 and then immediately start putting food in your mouth, boy, you're going to be high for a number of hours. Um, but that's not really the case because the pump is always working towards that target. And I had never thought about that. Like what an impact that could really be on a kid to feel different having to leave, excuse me, a little bit early from class. We as parents want it because we're like, oh, we got to get that insulin on board, get it into the bloodstream. But then again, we don't want to feel different as as humans, but especially as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really hard. 
but that's this sounds like the best of all the worlds, right? His blood sugar is in range. He leaves at the same time as his class does. I can put myself right back into my fourth grade mindset and be like, which one of my little besties wants to walk with me to the nurse so we can chat just the two of us for two extra minutes and then we'll meet everyone at the tables and (laughs) no one's no one's none the wiser like people go off to the bathroom before going to lunch it's like same thing you know that's amazing absolutely and I think it's a big part of you know conversations that you need to have with the school if your kid does not enjoy being singled out and having to leave earlier then not getting the best spot at the lunch table or whatever that results in, you have to talk about it. You have to have those open conversations and push for what is right for your kid because there's, you know, there's a health side to all of this, but there's a mental health side as well. And both are important. Definitely. I can appreciate all that was just said too, just as someone who went through it. Like it's so hard to be singled out and also just to miss class time, except for the days where I wanted to miss class, but that also became unhealthy. Like I loved hanging out at the nurse sometimes, <laughs> but that can be its own issue. So we um, have definitely been through those little nurse visits, <laughs> not as much as Jacob gets older, but for a while, I think it was like maybe in second grade that he was like making trips to the nurse's office that probably weren't needed and there was no blood sugar reason for that I think he just was like cool <laughs> I can <laughs> I can get out of class when I need or want yes but totally. I guess there's a good side to all that as well sometimes yeah. you got to use diabetes as your excuse Absolutely. right like we deal with enough crap like every 100%. now and then <laughs> yeah All right. Well, Jenny, thank you for sharing so openly just about all of this. It's really cool to see another parent's perspective and just how far everything has come and how helpful it's been in your life. Um, Just on a diabetes or from the perspective of just a mom of a type one diabetic, do you have any last words or words of encouragement that you want to share with other parents listening? Definitely. You know, first of all, I think, you know, podcasts, Instagram accounts, thanks to you guys, have made this feel like a less isolating disease. That would be the first piece of advice I would give to any type one parent is find a connection, whether that be with someone in your community, social media, online, whatever it may be. Knowing that you're not alone in this makes a huge difference. Um, Even swapping tips or just commiserating with someone else who knows what this is like is so crucial. We talked about that mental health side of the, that this as well. And even for the parents, there's a mental health aspect to this. Um, I would just say, know that every day is going to be different. Perfect technology aside, there's still going to be hard times, lows, highs, pump sites fall out, CDM yeah. comes off, whatever it may be. It's not always the most convenient disease, but every day is a little bit different. I try as much as I can, Jacob, to recognize the positive side of diabetes. Um, you know, things that are we've done within the diabetes community, like fundraisers or walks, um, getting to miss school to do special events like that. I try as much as I can as Jacob's mom just to remind him that there is a little bit of an upside of this. From my perspective throughout the years, um, I have tried to be as much open with people in my life about what this journey looks like as a parent with type one. 
it's really hard and I'm getting choked up. Don't be silent about this disease. Tell people what this is like. Let your boss know. Let your friends know. Know that you're, let them know that you're awoken in the middle of the night, sometimes unexpectedly, multiple times on end or whatever it may be. Um, There's always options and I think having that support, like I said, is a big part of it, whether it's from the diabetes community or just through friends and family. Let people know what you need. Um, be that open book because it, it it helps a lot. At least that's what I found as well. Is just because people aren't living the exact same journey as you doesn't mean that they can't sympathize or empathize yeah. with you. Totally so agree. I think it's really important to educate as much as we can. I love that. Thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on. I wish I could give you a big hug through the screen. Oh, likewise. Seriously, we're connected. We don't know each Mm -hmm. other and we are forever connected in this super unique way. So It's really amazing how much you feel connected automatically with people, either a mom or a dad who has a kiddo with type 1 or uh, Raquel, someone who's (laughs) lived a life for so many years with type 1. Like You automatically have a bond with those people that is really irreplaceable, truly. It's a secret language. It really is. It's like a tribe that you are introduced to. You may not want to be a part of it, but you are. You make the best of it. You do. You make so many amazing connections and they are so worth it. I have some of the closest friends that have kids with type one that we just get each other more than any other person in our lives. Um, And it's important to have that. 100%. Well, Jenny, we always do a blood sugar roll call as we sign off. So (laughs) if you know Jacob's blood sugar, (laughs) I am currently, I'm actually at 205. I'm a little high right now. Well, Uh, it's that time of the month for me. So that is manifesting in my blood sugar. Enough said. Yeah. Hattie will meet you on the other end, Raquel, because she's 61. (laughs) She's starting lunch right now. I'm sure they dosed her a little on the early side. Um, But I know that that she's eating lunch right now, and I'm very confident in her teachers, though I'm not even going to text them because they're watching it, and I know they are. Well, that's a good feeling. Yeah. But you want to. I want to, but I'm going to not because the last five times I've texted them – they have responded with, oh, I did it five minutes ago, or I oh. gave her a juice 10 minutes ago, or oh. we popped a few Skittles on her plate before, you know, what they're just so on top of it. So. so it sounds like you have an amazing care team. I really, really love, yeah, really love her preschool teachers. They're amazing. No oh, nurses okay. at her preschool, but they're doing yeah. everything. Yeah. That's irreplaceable, truly. Yeah. Jacob is at 131. He. Just sat down for lunch, so he's hopefully eaten. Great. Um, Amazing. Yeah. There we go. And and there's type 1 diabetes, everyone. (laughs) Aloha. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Like I said, every day is a little different, you know? It'll be all different tomorrow. Yes. Well, thank you again so very much. And uh, Raquel, do you have any last thoughts, wrap-up? thoughts no this has just been so awesome and hopefully we'll get to speak with you more in the future jenny and hear about all the updates to come absolutely and if anyone has any interest in 
you know, doing some of your own research on Medtronic and the MiniMed 780G system, we will have all the links and info for you in the show notes. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and sus- subscribe. The more you guys do that, the more it pushes out this show so that a newly diagnosed family who's going type 1 diabetic toddler, type 1 diabetic kid, the 108 podcast will pop up. Um, and that's our goal. We want to get in front of as many diagnosed, newly diagnosed families as possible. So thank you so much. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Thank you.